0: What's up, guys? My name is Tom LeHue, and we're going to be talking about Type 8s today. We're looking at Beatrice Chestnut's book, her key patterns for Type 8s. And so far in these videos, we've talked about the key pattern of being in charge, engaging in conflict, taking action to address unjust situations in life or fighting injustice, uh, operating at a high level of intensity. And today we're going to look at the last one in this section where she says, Seeking Vengeance vengeance. Okay, so we're going to talk about it. Um, Let's see what she says. Notice if you tend to think about what you will do in response to other people's actions. So, are you reactive? Are you able to restrain your reactive nature? Uh, Do you tend to think like something was just, somebody just infringed upon me or somebody just tried to restrain me or somebody just tried to take advantage of me? Um, notice that tendency to think about what you will do, or maybe to just respond, to just impulsively respond back toward people if you feel like they're pushing in on you in some way or trying to restrain you in some way. When you don't like them, or you find them hurtful, wrong, or unfair. So notice your tendency to push back against someone that you don't like, to undermine them, to challenge them, or somebody that you think is unfair or is unjust. Uh, Observe yourself to see if you sometimes become aggressive and uh, in direct proportion to how much you deny your own sensitivity. I think I messed that up let me see here again, observe yourself to see if sometimes you become aggressive in direct proportion to how much you deny your own sensitivity as a way of getting back to people without being fully aware of the ways that they may have hurt you. I think what she's saying is sometimes maybe you don't think of yourself as a sensitive person. Um, But you are very sensitive. If somebody bumps into you or if somebody you feel like is trying to take advantage of you, if somebody is uh, abusing or using you or infringing upon you in some way, uh, you can be very sensitive about that. And your tendency is to step up and push that person back. uh, To push that threat back. You know, think of it like this. When your sin is lust... You tend to project that out into the world as though that's everyone else's sin. And you can imagine if you live in a world where you believe that other people are going to use you and your stuff to their own personal advantage, then it's going to give you this kind of a posture like apes have of being ready to defend themselves against people that are going to try to take advantage of me. Hey, everybody out here, they're just going to try to do what's best for them, and they'll just plow right over you, and they'll take your stuff, and they'll use your stuff, and they don't care. They treat people like they're just animals. They treat people just like they're robots. They don't care about people's value, and so you got to stand up for yourself. you got to push back these threats. When your sin is lust, you project lust out into the world as though everybody else is going to treat you this way. In other words, of course they're going to lay fight cards down, so you better be prepared to lay a fight card down. Although, you know, the reality is the Enneagram helps us to see that everybody else has their own sins that they're struggling with, and the rest of us, lust is not our primary sin. So a lot of people want to play, you know, happy cards and friend cards with you but your tendency is to to be suspicious of that and assume that people are probably going to want to take advantage of you and so you've got to be willing to stand up for yourself and push back those threats. Okay, do you find yourself, you know, easily provoked to that? Getting back or getting even, or you want to see people fail. It's not enough just to succeed, but you want to see the guilty brought down. Like a six, you want to see them exposed. Exposed and then humiliated. And probably you have a radar that picks up what people are vulnerable about. And you point those vulnerabilities out under stress. And would really like to see the the villain fall. You would really like to see the villain be punished. Justice. Police officers. Caught them. Or catch them. Okay. Um. Let's see. Do you tend to let your vengeance take different forms and explore the possibility that you may not always know the difference between healthy anger and, and a vengeful aggression. To you, it's going to feel like healthy anger. Like, of course, this is wrong. Something's been unfair. Something's unjust. Something needs to be done about this. And in other words, you could say, you know, your truth feels like the truth. I think ones tend to try to understand what the truth is and then align themselves with it. And I think with eights it's a little bit more like I'm feeling this, so this is the truth. And it can be a helpful distinction when you realize, like, this is what I feel, this is what I believe, and this feels right and true to me. But that isn't necessarily the objective truth or the objective standard by which I should judge everything. So are you able to discern between when this is one of those moments when you are objectively in the right and when you're just filled with vengeful passion and intensity to get even or to bring this sucker down? Are you able to tell the distinction? Can you calm yourself, for example, and say, Whoa, 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 before I let this horse out of the gate, do I really want to chase it all the way to Texas? Am I really wanting to mess with this? Before I let loose of the dragon, you know, is this really a fight I need to get in, for example? And am I really being motivated here by righteous indignation? Somebody has violated the, the truth or righteousness and I need to call it out like a prophet. Is that really my motivation? Or am I just upset, frustrated because somebody got the better of me or somebody's trying to control me or somebody's trying to take over where they don't belong and I just don't like it and I don't want them to tell me what to do or to think they can tell me what to do. Are your motives clear to you? It's worth pausing and reflecting on and thinking about. Let's see. She says, explore why you may take action against those who you think have done something wrong, even if you rationalize your actions as subtle and insignificant. Wow. Wow. So if somebody were to do to you what you're about to do to them, how would you feel? How would you react? And this could be a blind spot for you as an eight is if other people treated you the way you tend to treat other people, would you respond as well as you think you would? Okay. And notice if sometimes you act from vengeance and it's less obvious to you, uh, in more long-term ways, um, maybe in your relationships, um, as a daughter or son or brother or sister or coworker, Um, Are there maybe some less subtle ways, or more subtle ways, I guess I should say. Are there some subtle ways in which you've been acting out of vengeance? um, Trying to get even with somebody, feeling like there's an inequity, a little bit of envy or irritation uh, motivating that. And that's just something, I guess, for you to sort out and think about and analyze, do a little self-reflection. And always just remember you have two great wings that help balance you out. The seven being positive, uh, being productive, uh, trying to reframe things away from the negative, being proactive and keeping yourself up and upbeat. And then that nine of just chilling out and realizing like, this is not my conflict. I don't need to be involved in this. Or, you know, say it like this. The universe will get even with them. I don't need to hunt them down and make them pay Sometimes maybe sometimes okay sometimes I'll give you that but probably most of the time you know like the good the good book says vengeance is mine saith the lord And whether you're a believer or not, you know, you could say, well, karma will eventually catch up with those people. Or you could say the universe has a way of getting even with people or as a believer, you know, I'm just going to pray about this and leave it with God and let God. He knows that person. He knows what's going on. He knows the situation. And I don't always know or understand other people's motives and what motivates them to do what they do. And I just want to unhook from this. Like I'm tired of being, I'm tired of feeling anything about it. So I'm just going to release it and let it go. Release this person and let them go. And I tell you what, you'll be a lot more positive. You'll be a lot happier in life. And you're going to look a lot more like a two instead of like that dark side of a five. You know, you're going to look a lot more compliant with life. And how does that word even feel to you? Compliant. But at your best, the assertive eight becomes more like a compliant, caring, helpful too. And that's probably really hard to do when you're filled with anger and frustration and vengeance and somebody did me wrong. It's probably hard for you to ever enter that two space. And, well, it's just something for you to think about. And as always, I'll see you next time, guys, and be present to life.